0: Hello and welcome back. It's uh, Labor Day weekend. It's Monday. Again, I'm being lazy, I guess, but Labor Day weekend in our household usually means um we go visit my family uh in Tulsa because well, sometimes, yeah. But it might it's my dad's birthday, also like it's the end of summer. Check in on how my brother and his family have been doing. So we uh actually got to do that this year. So Um, That was great. Um, Everyone's doing fine. Got to eat at uh, some nice restaurants and hang out and have good conversation and just check in on how everyone is doing. So that's nice. As far as the school year, we just finished our second full week of school and so far things are good. Uh, I was joking with my classes. I think Thursday or Friday I did my good things activity and well I wish my favorite soccer team, Liverpool Football Club, was playing a little bit better, but other than that, um, they had uh, some good times, but they could be better. I, I did say one of my good things was I don't know about you know them, but my class schedule is going pretty well, and yeah, I mean, but that's what I expected. Like it's never the students, and also these students is quickly dawning on me, they have not dealt with any of the hybrid schedule kind of things. They were, um, you know, their eighth grade year was, you know, they had to wear a mask, and that was it. They still went to school every day of the week. Um, and then last year, you know, high school was normal for them. They came, did their orientation, got their classes, did all their things, went to their lunches, met their friends, and that was it. So, I don't know, it's just... It's feeling like a throwback to times gone by. And then what else? Um, oh, my, uh, my books got released from censor jail, I guess. I had my books, my little personal library that students sometimes can check out if they are so feeling. Um, it was uh, covered over with some butcher paper because I had to scan all my books and make them into a spreadsheet and send them to an assistant principal and a dist- district district um, person, and they had to approve them. So I got to get them back out this week and be able to show them. So when I'm talking about things in my economics or world history class, I can say like, this isn't just my opinion. This isn't what's going on. Like I've been reading. I've been thinking. I mean, I don't know about your other social studies teachers, but I kind of take this seriously, and I want to know things and I want to make sure I'm giving them i don't know like a balanced view of of events and policies so it's nice sometimes to be able to go back there and say oh and I, you know got this this point of view comes from people like this and you can show them uh, a book but also i had a it reminds me i had a student who was asking like hey can i kind of borrow a book and and um And it really got me thinking, because the book they were looking at, and I I get it, it's kind of a, it's a title that people look at like, ooh, I can win at life now, because the book is called um, The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, and I'm actually currently reading his, I don't know, daily book, um, devotional, meditations, it's called The Daily Laws, and it's basically each day, each month is a theme. Um. But each day is kind of pulls from one of his, like, six books that he's written on, like, human nature. Because I've read, I've read 48 Laws of Power. I've read The Laws of Human Nature. Um, but there's a couple of others in there in between that I haven't got to. I, I don't know. Maybe I will. But this one's been bite-sized and nice. But I, the student was asking about it. And, and I was like, yeah, sure. Just, you know, talk to me anytime and They were kind of on the way out. But it... um it kind of got me thinking over the next day or so in the weekend. And and the thing is, the book sounds like, oh my gosh, you're just going to learn the power. People get worried about, um, he even says it in some of his writings, that people think it's like, what kind of an awful person are you to read stuff like this? Which, the 48 Laws of Power, um, for me, what well, I liked it. it had a lot of historical examples. But he would point out, this isn't saying, like, some of these laws for power and control and maybe even manipulation, they're not saying that you should do it. He's just saying, this is out there and you need to be aware of it. Um, Just like money on its own is not good or bad, it's it's what you do with your money that maybe determines that. So um, I've always been a fan of the book. I even had a a previous friend read it and he was kind of like, I kind of felt dirty reading it. And it's like, again that mindset. Maybe it's the the fairy tale version of the world. We want it to be a certain way. And it's just not that way. And it got me thinking about it. And it's so true because whether people consciously act out these laws or they just kind of pick them up through their life and they do it themselves, they're there. And I say that because, you know, the term we use sometimes is office politics. And that happens no matter what job you're in. And which goes into... Um, something I'm starting to see a lot of lately is just the, the um, outcome of this office politics, especially a nasty version of it or a, uh, I, I don't know, maybe I'm putting too much evil intent into it. But when we came out of the 2020-21 school year with our hybrid days at my school where we did an AA virtual BB and then eventually we went to an AB virtual day AB, that was our five day week. Um, I noticed a lot of students and and teachers, and sadly, teachers and 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 principals, developed a lot of nasty habits, like bad habits on how they interact with students and how they prepare for lessons, um, a very cookie-cutter approach, I would say. And my wife and I talked about it at the end of the year in the beginning of the 21-22 school year with a former assistant principal friend of ours. And it was just... I'm curious how this is going to play out. Because will people recognize what they've done and adjust? Or will it just be like the new, well, this is what I've always done in terms of I just videoed my lessons. And so now get to work. Which we saw that last year. There was a lot of teachers who were like, especially when our school switched to a one-to-one Chromebook situation, they would tell the students, like, your lesson's on Canvas. It's right there. Just log in and get to work. Read this thing. And answer the questions, you know. Watch this video, and then answer the questions. Which, I know this because I have students who speak to me, but also, my son was a freshman, and he was seeing this stuff. And we would hear some pushback, and like, oh, you need to stop that in, like, department meetings. And, but nothing was be- being done. Meanwhile, I say the office politics, because that, to me, is an egregious problem. But we started this year with meetings Still telling teachers, stop that. And I'm like, why have you not handled that by now? But why not? I don't know. Maybe they're coaches and they need them. Maybe they're tied with the people in charge. Because what ends up happening is we have people who are slightly socially awkward, but they're good-hearted and they're good for students. If you just sit and talk to them for a little bit and find out like what they do in a classroom and how they recognize that sometimes a student doesn't need A history lesson right now, and they need someone to listen to their problem and tell them that they're normal for having that problem. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own stuff as a human that we think we're the only ones, and then we pull in on ourselves because we think, I don't want anyone to know that um, life is rough right now because everyone else seems to be having a good time, or I don't want anyone else to know that I have this problem because they'll think there's something wrong with me and man are we do we forget the teenage years we do not want to stick out so you you talk to these teachers and find out it's like yeah that kid just sat in my desk and talked to me about like the issues they're having whether it be you know a family member died like a parent or a grandparent that kind of raised them and they're struggling but all their friends are just going about the day like talking about regular old stuff and they just think well what's wrong with me and it's like there's nothing wrong with you You're just in a different place than them. And so we have teachers that do that, but they meet our students where they are, and they help them. Um, Also, we have teachers who realize, like, man, this student doesn't need a history lesson right now, they need to work on their reading and writing skills. And so that's the focus. But then we have have just difference of opinions. And this is where the office politics comes in, because somebody somewhere had maybe made... uh, uh, a meeting go longer because they asked a couple of questions. Or maybe they made an awkward joke. And instead of talking with them, they just allow a secret contempt to build in their heart. And 2020-21 was an awkward year. And we were told to have grace for people, have grace for the students. But what I'm now seeing is there was a serious lack of grace from people who were saying, give grace. And it's now... Coming, The seeds that were planted there are now coming to fruition within our staff sometimes. There's there's staff who's like, I don't know why I'm not trusted. I don't know why I'm being treated the way I am. And w- w- the pieces that are coming together is there was just a pack of high school mentality professionals. Like, well, if you weren't with me, you were against me. If you are not part of the cool kids club then there's something wrong with you, and there's nothing. And I literally just had this conversation in my world history class um, as we were talking about Middle Ages and how um, sometimes the medieval people of Europe treated the Jewish population. And they were like, why? And I said, sadly, it's human nature sometimes that when they see something different, um, when someone speaks different, looks different, acts different, worships different, they think that's wrong. And if they're going through a tough time in life, they also sometimes take that next step and go, and you're, it's your fault. And sometimes, we talked about it, like just because something's different doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. But we also talk about, sadly, our world history book is going to see a lot of examples of this kind of thinking. That some, because something is different, therefore it's wrong. And um, I, I think that's what I'm seeing a lot around my building. There are some teachers who... Um, run their classroom different than others, and then they're decided it's wrong. There are some teachers who have a focus on the, like, the holistic view of a student, not just their English needs, or their math needs, or their history needs, but like their like, mental, social, emotional needs, and they make those calls. Like, you know what, today, you don't need algebra. Today, we need to talk about social interaction <laughs> because you're being a little awkward, and I want to fix this now, and maybe just have a quick conversation with you so that we can help you like, see how you're coming across to other people. Because I've had that conversation already this year, and I have it every year of, listen, I've gotten to know you, but I, I don't think you're this kind of person. But the way you act, the way you speak in that situation, it makes you look that way. And have you thought about that? <laughs> and, and if you're okay with that, then by all means, keep doing it. But if you're not, stop. And I think we're doing a disservice to our students to try to make a cookie-cutter approach for the adults to interact with them, and I think we're, we're creating this burnout. And I don't even think some admins see this sometimes, that they are, on one hand, talking about the teacher shortage, and on the other hand, doing things to encourage teachers to seek employment somewhere else. By how they're treating them, they're not leading. They're not leading at all. They're demanding, and humans will will put up with nonsense for a time, but then we go and seek something better, even if it's just a reduced level of nonsense. And I wonder where this is going, because the m- micromanaging is—I guess what I saw last week was was an early version of this that I was seeing, but. I think this is where it goes is we we're chasing away people who um could be good for our district could be good for our students but because they don't fit into the very narrow band of like allowable opinion on how to go about you know interacting with teenagers each day in terms of what they need and then it starts to get awkward. And I'm I'm curious where this is going to go. And right now, it's trending to not good places. I mean, we're two weeks in, and I got some colleagues that are already frustrated, and, and they're starting to see, like, the code, you know, the matrix code. There I'm dating myself as a 90s teenager, but they're seeing that matrix code. And they're like, oh, this is what's been going on. This is what I've been butting up against. And now they're having to decide, now that I know, can I function in the system? Or now that I know... Should I just leave? And I hope it's not a second because while there are some staff that do things differently, they teach history differently than me, I still think they're good for students. And I, we have staff who um, have a different focus than me in terms of, um, I guess it's a, a spectrum of like standards versus, you know, academic concern versus social versus emotional versus uh, mental concern for like the holistic approach of the student. And there's faculty like admin and staff that maybe do it a little differently than me but that's fine i they need all of that they need all those approaches it's like a full spectrum antibiotic sometimes like they need they need someone in first hour who focuses maybe a little more on the mental side of things and they need someone in second hour who focuses a little more on the social side of things and the thing is by the time they're done through the day maybe they're getting a little bit of everything they need but that's not going to happen if we keep going down the road of the cookie cutter. And um, that approach, where we just roll out our classrooms, our students, like a thing of dough, and we just keep stamping the same shape on everything. And, uh, yeah, I see it. I see it happening. But I'm not giving in. Um, I'm going to do what I do, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I just wish more people could see what's being happening to what's being done to them what's happening they're being expected when you to roll out and then cookie cut their curriculum and cookie cut their students and even cookie cut themselves force themselves into that mold and uh i don't i don't know that's going to lead to good places but i'll be there trying to break the mold it's kind of what i do i guess so yeah Man, beginning of the year always gets the thoughts flowing, and uh, I'm thankful for it because it keeps me young, it keeps me um, hopefully uh, appropriate in how I handle this new generation of students as I'm just getting older and older, and uh, I love it. I wouldn't do anything else. Well, hopefully in all of that, you've got something to think about, and as always, have a day.